Welcome back, peeps, to Perfect Dev, where we give you cats the freshest dose of dev snacks. Now with your amazing hosts, Alex Patterson and Brittany Postma. This episode brought to you by Storyblock. Build anything and publish everywhere. Welcome, Perfect Peeps. How's everybody doing today? So much energy. (laughs) We definitely have never had this many people on on one stream yard before. Has anyone else had this many? Maybe close. This is gonna get interesting, maybe. I think. Yeah. One time I did the whole React team and that was chaos. <laughs> uh let's see. We're having trouble streaming to Twitch. That's okay. We're not gonna we're not gonna do Twitch from StreamYard. <clears throat> Thanks, StreamYard. Wait, I forgot that was a little trick last time, Brittany. We didn't we didn't actually uh push from StreamYard. So this is probably a good issue. It, it looks like it's working though. We've got Jesse in the chat already. So, code yeah, I think, I think from OBS we're working, which is fantastic. So, um, I just wanted to say hello to everyone, the the three people that are out there watching. Um, we'll definitely uh, have this back on YouTube reposted in a better fashion for sure. But I just want to thank our guests first of all. Uh, I know this is, was challenging. We all had to vote on times and like figure out a spot, and you all came together really, really quick. So thank you for that as well. Um, yes. I think I'm going to go round robin and try to get everyone's kind of quick introductions of who you are and maybe podcast slash stream you you run. So here we go, James. It looks like you're in my top left. Do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. Um, podcast is Compressed FM. My podcast co-host is Amy Dutton. We've been doing it for about a year, year and a half now. Actually, we started in March of 21. And it's been a ton of fun. We've got like 75 episodes out or something like that. So been going well. And Amy was not able to join us today. She had a meeting. Sorry. So she was invited. She's, she's traveling. <laughs> Kate, do you want to go next? Yeah, I can go next. How's my how's my volume? It's great. Okay. <laughs> I just messed with it a bunch right when I was on mute. That's always what you want to do. Um, so I'm Kate. I am the producer of Pod Rocket, uh, Log Rocket's podcast. So if you haven't heard of Log Rocket, it is uh, Log Rocket combines session replay, performance monitoring, um, product analytics uh, to give teams um, the uh, allow teams to uh, build a, an excellent product experience. Um, we also have a blog that is pretty big. <laughs> um, and uh, we started Pod Rocket, our podcast, back in January uh, 2021. Um, we are now up to uh, three episodes a week. Um, our hosting team is uh, started with myself <laughs> and has moved now to uh, you know, our co-founder, um, members of our engineering team, um, so we have a, a lot of guests come on and talk about, you know, the frameworks and libraries that they love. And, um, we also talk about some of the stuff we work on at LogRocket as well. It was funny because you and I did an interview probably right after you started just to kind of talk about the podcast and how it was going. And I still remember that. That was, that was a good time. <laughs> like researching, like how you record audio, that sort of stuff. That's where, yeah. like, where we started. I'm <laughs> like, this episode is basically that interview, but with a bunch of people. So it's awesome. I, I'm looking around. I'm like, I think I've done that interview with literally everyone on this call. So <laughs> thank <Awesome>. you. <laughs> Perfect. Cassie, do you want to go next? 
Hello. What do I do? So I have a live stream for myself every Thursday where it's mostly just I talk about whatever. Sometimes it's tech, sometimes it's moose. You never know. The animal, not the hair product. We'll get into that later. Um, and then I'm also a co-host of the Stack Overflow podcast. And I guess just like a crasher of the Netlify podcast, I show up <laughs> regularly. I, I feel like you're on, what, Ladybug and all kinds of stuff. I'm not on Lady. I actually no, haven't been on Ladybug I, yet. I don't even know if they're doing it anymore, but like... I don't think they are. Yeah, I, I think at one point. I think so, I took a break. Anyway. And I have another one coming soon, but I can't talk about it yet. So just know it's coming soon. Awesome. Cassidy, tell us more, even if you can't. <laughs> it will be a fun thing that will be <laughs> video and audio deal watch out <laughs> i actually thought you were on more podcasts than that so I'm, I'm i mean i'm i randomly show up whenever people ask me to uh, but regularly those are the ones that i'm on <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh mr langsdorf would you like to go now Sure. Uh, so I run Learn with Jason, which is a, a live stream pair programming show. I'm about to cross 300 episodes. I've been running it since 2018. Um, sure. Many of the people on this call have been on the show. Um, and I also am part of the remotely interesting podcast that Cassidy crashes. We keep changing the link and she keeps finding it. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm a... a regular guest on a, a bunch of other shows as well because this is apparently how i like to spend my time that's awesome mr uh, burns who is literally burning and frying right now would you like to go next yes yes i'm i feel really weird being in the, mi the middle because i feel like i'm surrounded by americans <laughs> quite literally on this stream uh being from the uk uh i'm my name's christopher burns I'm the co-host of SFS Jam. Uh, it's also quite late here, it's 9 p.m. And it's uh, over 30 degrees still. And we're not used to that kind of weather. Um, me and Anthony started the podcast about a year and a half ago now. Um, we're, we're about 76 published episodes. And it really started as a passion on this new area of the Jamstack that we believed was not being covered, that is, Jamstack with databases of authentication. I love, I loved, oh yeah, our love for it came together with Redwood JS, where we originally met, and we sparked it off, and we've carried on since there. And now we've learned about so many more frameworks and so many more things about JavaScript. That's awesome. It's it's a great way to learn for sure. Uh, Anthony, you want to follow that up since you're kind of uh, in there? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it was um, the shirt. October. Yeah. FS Jam. October 2020 when we started the podcast. And it was a way to just have more interesting conversations with interesting people that we wanted to talk to in the, the whole full stack jam stack world. And for me, it was also partly about like getting into the industry and eventually getting a job. So it ended up working out pretty well. And I just love listening to podcasts and love doing podcasts and I've been on many of the podcasts also featured here and, you know, chat with many of the people on this call about podcasts and like we swap guests and all that. So yeah, I just love the community. I love the activity and I, you know, could see myself podcasting for a very long time. Love it. 
They've been a huge supporter uh, for Code and Cat, so thank you very much. Absolutely, thank you. Brittany, I think um, I'm going to move Schwarty over and then maybe yes. we can introduce ourselves as well. So Schwarty, do you want to give a little background on her? Heck yeah. Hey, how's it going? I'm Justin Schwarzenberger. I run Angular Air. Um, it's really a, we used to call it a video cast because mm -hmm. we did a live stream um, and it was like a video stream. So it wasn't really a podcast, but we did send audio out, but we really always usually show stuff. So kind of termed it a video cast before it really became a stream, I guess. Uh, but Angular Air, uh, it's all things about the Angular platform. Uh, next month, so August, will be six years of me running that. Uh, before that, I took it over from Jeff Welpley. And before that, he took it over from Kent C. Dodds and Todd Motto, who started it. So it's wow. many, many years old. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, I've been following it and um, on before and for years and i didn't realize it was that long that's that's incredible yeah that's yeah cool. kind of just like i'm amazed that it's been six years for me and it's a, it's a lot of we usually try and stream every friday uh but it's kind of off and on but um it's a lot of episodes so I'd that's love probably it. one of one of our uh questions that we should ask uh what's the best day to stream we, we will add it to the question doc for sure <laughs> for sure We've moved ours a couple times. so Yeah, Fridays yeah. are difficult because I feel like I'm always taking off and going on vacation and stuff. So we'll have to see. Brittany and I have been talking about it already. Cool. Um, I'm going to switch myself and you so you can go next, Britt. She doesn't As you did argue. that, I'm sorry. I was trying to type in the question that you just said to add to the document <laughs> as you're doing that. I was wondering how you were going to do all this, and I am on too many things probably. So I do also do remotely interesting with Cassidy and Jason. I do Svelte Radio. I'm on Perfect Dev with Alex and Coding Cat Dev. We do a stream on Fridays called Code with Coding Cat. I do Svelte Sirens streams. We do monthly talks and streams. And I also do a personal stream now. So I literally just stream my life. We're, we're talking <laughs> about life. like Brittany goes, I can't keep track of all this. I need to have like a whiteboard. I'm like whiteboard. Oh. That's even going to be worse. I don't know about that. Maybe if I put it right behind me, everybody else can tell me when I have things. <laughs> I'm not All right. I'm going to attempt to uh, follow our questions. Uh, I can't guarantee that we won't go out on crazy rabbit holes. I can never remember what that is. Whatever that thing is. We don't chase a rabbit, maybe? Something like that. Um, but uh, here we go. So we did the, can you tell us more about yourself and your podcast? That was sweet. Um, the next thing is, what tools do you guys use uh, for recording? So like, for example, I'm using OBS to stream out right now, but we're also using StreamYard to pipe that into OBS. How do you guys usually go about um, recording? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I guess, pick people because... This will be difficult otherwise. I'm going to start with Shorty because you actually do uh, the video side. I don't know how many people are doing video right now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we use StreamYard and we use StreamYard exclusively. So I have uh, a couple panelists, uh, Mike Brocky and Alyssa Michael join me every episode. And then we have guests and they just join the StreamYard. Um, so everything's run through there. We do uh, live broadcasts with that. And then that actually records the video for us. So um, but we actually feed it to YouTube. And so YouTube also records it and captures it for video on demand later. So we basically just 
hit StreamYard, do the episode, stop doing it, and and we're kind of done from a production standpoint. And then our guests either join StreamYard directly, kind of like we did here today, or maybe we've had guests that will um, pipe it in from OBS or if they want to do something special with their webcam or their presentation. Um, but yeah, on our side, it's all, all StreamYard. Shorty may have frozen. Maybe it's just me. Oh, no, I think it was you. You just kind of jumped back in. But I feel like StreamYard does a really good job. It probably does the best job for me at saving video and audio between uh, sessions, I guess I'll say. I've had spotty things with other services where it will try to detect audio or video settings and get them very wrong. I was an early adopter of StreamYard and, and early on it didn't have a whole lot of features, but I'm like, oh, hopefully it'll start adding some more. And, and over time they've been adding more stuff. And so from a production standpoint, it's it's really been nice, really low effort to, to get to the creating the content. I feel like it's really good, yeah. and. Jason, I'm going to ask you because I know you use Ping and I want to hear more about Ping. Yeah, so Ping is um, it's a service from um, the T3 group, which is uh, Theo runs it. And um, the, the idea behind it is like getting individual videos as individual sources is kind of a pain. And I've tried to do it through free tools like there's OBS.ninja and, you know, you can potentially get uh, NDI sources out of Skype or things like, and it's just, it's always not quite as easy as I want it to be. So what I was actually doing before is I was like getting on a zoom call and then I would do a desktop capture and then I would crop down so that I had to like drag somebody's zoom window into the right place. And like, it's like, it's all fine. Right. But it's not great. So what ping does is it lets you get people into a room like this one, but then you get a, a link to get each person's video as a separate iframe so you go and create a browser source, drop that link in, and then you get that person's video right on on the screen as a like rectangle that you just drag around. Um, so that has been really useful for me because I have a couple different views, and you know I've got to switch between them. And being able to just drop somebody's link in instead of having to make sure the zoom is in the right place, and then also run like Zoom in addition to OBS, in addition to the software that I'm trying to build, like ping is browser-based, so it, it doesn't make me uh, fire up yet another app, which has been really nice. And they also just, uh, they're letting me beta test recording. So it's like 1080p, 60 frame per second recording, uh, as well as broadcasting, which is surprisingly good. Like it's uh, it's been really nice to use. I got a bug for you, Omar. That's awesome. So you pull those browser sources into OBS. Is that how you're managing that, Jason? Uh, yeah. So I, I run everything through OBS. I have like my my whole thing. My everything I do is actually a, a website. So the the ping video is an iframed video source that's a browser uh, that's in OBS, and then my my overlays are also a website that is overlaid. I think James actually just started playing with. Um, the thing I built called Socket Studio, which is like a real time catches your chat. Uh, was it? Was it not you, James? Somebody was playing. It was it. Alex. Alex. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Totally um, using it. Crazy. I didn't want to. I didn't want to make you feel awkward. So I was gonna be like, yeah, it's it's working great. I love it. <laughs> Good job, James. Enjoying it so much. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, it, I built it, right it to now. only work for me, so I'm thrilled that that it's actually functioning for Alex. What I, are the commands? Are those up right now? Yeah, I I threw it out there a couple times. So if you do uh, bang and then show commands, it should show you them all. And then 
Uh, just a reminder for anyone that wants to subscribe, you can do the, the boot version of ours is tags or that. <laughs> well done with the yes. What was fun with Jason's was for a while you could put in any HTML you wanted in the chat. Oh. And that so would be sweet. After a while, we were just breaking it, and so you could put oh. in, you could put in like H1 tags or marquee tags or whatever, and and it would just parse all the HTML. And that was a good time until he fixed it. <laughs> I I left the marquee tags in. Good. <laughs> nice. uh, and it's working. Look at it work. Yep, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I don't even remember doing that. That's pretty sweet. It's just HTML. It's... So I actually like I customized the heck out of the rest of this. We actually ended up using Next.js, but Preact plugin for Next.js because I always use Next.js. Um, working very well so far. It's it's pretty unbelievable. Um, is there anyone else using? Um, so we talked about ping. Is anybody using like Video Ninja at all? I know a lot of you do audio side. So before we switch gears here. I feel like Video Ninja sounds a lot like Ping, but Ping probably has the nicer UI. The quality too, too that yeah. I don't think you can get near it on, on Video Ninja. For my video stuff, I use Streamlabs. Okay. Um, just because it's, it's glorified UI on top of OBS, but what's nice mm -hmm. is I don't have to make any of the widgets for chat or for stream alerts and stuff, and it's right. just built in for Twitch and all of that. And so for... For my stream, that's what I use. And then for podcasts, whether they're video or audio, we use Riverside. Cool. Uh, I was going to ask you, or I tried to ask you that the, during the Moose episode, and I think you said uh, something about Adobe or something. I was like, I don't think she got what I was asking. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes me feel a lot better that you were using Streamlabs. Cool. Um, I'm going to transition for a quick uh, sponsorship break here, and then we'll come back for some more questions. If I can find the brand link. Here we go. We know that creating content can be a tedious balancing act. Developers want flexibility to make seamless digital experiences, while content teams need the tools to work independently. We make changes and are left to watch everything fall apart. We met our limits using plugin after plugin and waiting weeks for edits. All for this. We knew it was time to rebuild the blocks. Storyblock gives marketers creative control and use a visual editor to actually see what they're doing. And developers are no longer restrained to a set of technology. Storyblock has made it simple for each market with localization and personalization tools and allows you to publish content on all channels and all devices. Truthfully, we all wanted the same thing, to deliver the right information to the right destination at the right time. I always forget the ending on that is so long when it trails off. It throws me off. We didn't get as many dancing heads this time, so everyone loves that song and they kind of like sit there and dance around. Alex, did you see my message in private chat? You said no more private chat, so I put it out on Twitch. Wait, did you know that it was showing on the stream? Oh, so it, it oh. still is. Yeah, so this yeah, happened the other day and I told him. So I mean, all of my insults to Jason are public? Mm. See that? No. Oh. Like it, they, like it's. There's nothing in there. I don't think where that could go so wrong. Yeah. I think they just like flash up and then they go away. Yeah. How does it even get in there? Oh, it's definitely doing that. Yeah. So again, is, this is 
totally like inception like but in obs i take the browser as another user into the into obs uh-huh. and that's you're like a it's another user in your so that might be our 10th user actually so maybe we can't have more <laughs> i don't like it honestly i've been i've been trying a better solution and that's kind of why i reached out to you guys um to do this because i'm like there's so many things that are hard to do and that's why I want to like chat about like how can we adjust this but still get a great experience using like the overlays that Jason built with Socket Studio, but yet bring in guests and like how do you schedule it and then push to YouTube, like all these rattling around questions. And so this is this is perfect. I'm so happy you guys were able to make it on and <laughs> chat about it. Um, the next one we have on the list is scheduling. How the heck do y'all schedule? So uh, I'm going to throw it up to Kate because I feel like Kate reached out before. What's what's that like for you? Um, yeah, so scheduling is, so we have multiple hosts. <laughs> and um, so at the beginning, it was just me and my brain, just like, here's our hosts. I have their schedules. I'm seeing wh- who, what the guest availability is and then what their availability is. Um I still do that to an extent. We actually, uh, we have another producer on the team. And so it's just like chaos. Um, so we have started started to use Calendly uh, for scheduling. Um, but a lot of it is kind of like manually checking just because we have uh, so many hosts um, and we do a lot of episodes. So that's it's like, and we're also trying to like limit, you know, okay, we can't put Noel on four times a week <laughs> as much as I would love to. Um, he's also an engineer at Log Rocket, So uh, he has like stuff to do, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it's uh, uh, a lot of just Google Calendar, me looking at Google Google Calendar and then Calendly. Nice. So Calendly, anybody using anything other than Calendly at this point? Getting a lot, oh, of, a lot of calendar options. Yeah, it's it's still super frustrating to me. So like did did today's work OK for you guys where we like did a poll for multiple people? Yeah, I know. Kate, I've, I've also like, used this time, so thank you for being. Yeah, <laughs> I've also used Cal.com, which is a lot like Calendly but open source. And then um, I've been using Cron a lot as well. Cron.app. Oh, um, I haven't which, heard of What's nice about it is it kind of combines like text availability, where it's like, ooh, do that any of these times work for you? As well as a Calendly slash Cal type link, where you can set specific ranges of time for individual people where they can email you and say, I'm free at this time or pick a link from there. And that one has been really nice. Nice. Cool. That's awesome. For for us, um, we do our regularly scheduled show like every Friday. So we have a block time. And so guests can pick one of those open days. So we use Calendly, but it's kind of like overkill. Uh, We really just need to say, hey, look, here's the open days. Go pick one of our open days and, and we'll roll from there and then broker that scenario so it works but um i feel like it's too much for for what we need right well i i i tried doing that because i have standing times too without calendly and it just ended up being it's just messy enough right because i always end up trying to book three guests at once and then i'm i've sent a list of dates and then they all pick the same date inevitably and so uh calendly just makes it less painful i also figured out I use Calendly hooked up to Zapier, and um, whenever I get a calendar invite, I automatically forward that to the live captioning company, 
and I, I forward it to my, uh, I have a, an admin that works on my, my, uh, stream, uh, shout out Aiden. Um, and then I also have, uh, a like Google calendar integration that automatically blocks out the time and like invites my, my work email and just things that need to happen to make sure that everything gets kind of blocked out. Um, I don't what, think what I can... is the auto captioner like what do they do why do they need notice i i book a real captioner i have a human like a human transcriptionist on every show this, this is why no i have sponsors that so that i can captioning. afford to do like i need like co-captioning yeah wow. yeah yeah that's that's awesome i had no idea that's, awesome. that's how that was working um so it's it's interesting with uh, the Calendly part. We actually, or, or at least the Zapier, maybe you went to the easy route and ours was super stressful, but uh, we ended up taking a, the API out of Calendly and we actually drop the cards into Notion based on when you book um, the event. So then we can track that through the, the full life cycle and it automatically generates our um, cover image for it too using oh, nice. Cloudinary. So. Chris, I think it got too hot finally. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Blame the yes, UK. <laughs> That's a total bummer. Just as I was going to say something as well, my webcam goes off. That is great timing. <laughs> Very good timing. What it's I was so going to say is that uh, Calendly really does help me and Anthony because we're both on different time zones. And that is a, it's normally a big, bigger blocker than you think, especially when we get uh, guests on that are in Asia, because then you're trying to get someone from the right side of the world, the middle of the world, and the left of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find I'm working for a global company, and some days it's like a different day for them and everything else. It's totally a mental challenge, so I, I love it too. Awesome. Um, next piece, unless anyone else has anything to add. I, I, there's a question in the chat or, or just an existential crisis, I think from, from Michael Jolly about the pronunciation of, of Zapier. Uh, and I, I heard it directly from somebody who works at Zapier. Zapier makes you happier. That's the pronunciation key. <laughs> yeah. That is correct. I wonder if that's where it came from. Um, who knows? I have, I honestly like one of my favorite games is is when I can't sleep at night, I lie awake trying to imagine how companies came up with their weird startup names. <laughs> and uh, it actually prevents me from sleeping, but it, it you know. <laughs> like the opposite of uh, the sheeps jumping over. I think you need to work on that. It's that, it's that really good, uh, that that comic book where the, the brain, like it's 2.30 in the morning and the brain's like, hey, why do you think Zapier is called Zapier? And you just shoot awake. <laughs> Please document all the reasons that you come up with and share them publicly. Like I wanna I want a Jason's late night diary about where company names come from. Okay, go live. Log rockets. Yes. Um I like I might botch this, but um so they so uh the product first started it was like uh around log, so they wanted log in the name. And Ben and Matt just started, like, they ran a script of, like, what domain was available, like, log something, and log rocket was available. So, <laughs> log rocket. <laughs> it's very memorable, sticks out. <laughs> like it. Awesome. I have not tried this sticker thing, by the way. I installed it literally right before we started. I don't, that seems I don't, safe. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alex, I like your approach to this, which is just, 
I don't know. Let's see what happens. We throw <laughs> things at the wall. Half the time it breaks. That's that's why we you know we struggle. It's all good. If if you want to mind meld mind melt yourself even more, think about the logos that some companies have. You think how does that logo equal that company name? And then you speak to the graphic designer. They're like, we picked all these inspirations. See, look, here's that, this, that, this, and you go, oh, maybe I do see it. I'm kind of curious on um, like Pepsi. They spent like what multiple millions of dollars to like readjust, like just tweak it as a smile. Like, how many dollars have been spent on that ridiculous stuff? It's kind of crazy. Uh, next one up is kind of hopeful for me to like learn more. Uh, distribution. So we use Anchor.fm um, to load everything up now. It actually does our video too out to um, Spotify, which has been fantastic. We kind of were going to drop. Oh, somebody got some cases. Thank you. Um, we were going to kind of drop the whole like podcast side until they did that. So it was pretty great for us. What are you guys using? Um, who haven't we heard from? Anthony? Haven't heard from you in a minute. Yeah, we use uh, Transistor. Transistor.fm. It's worked out pretty well. I like it. It has like a really simple dashboard. It gets you onto all the major streaming services or uh, like podcast services. You just kind of feed your URL into each of them. And um, we didn't mention actually we record with Zencaster also, which is similar to like Riverside where you can, it's more so if like just recording not necessarily like broadcasting out. So we only record audio, but we always have like our cameras on just so we can see each other. I'm glad you mentioned that because I just realized that we did not cover several of the out, the ways that we go out, like Riverside, Remotely.fm, and Zencaster. We didn't cover, but those are three other options that are out there. Yeah, I think there's some stuff in the chat about a lot of it. So hopefully, hopefully you all are reading the chat. I was going to say, we're not talking about the most simplest way to start. You contact your, your, your guest and you say, have you got QuickTime on your computer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> record no, that audio <laughs> it only went wrong once with us in about what 45 episodes before we moved to Zencaster I think wow I, I do think it's worth just as like a caveat to anybody who's watching this getting stressed out by you know me talking about my automations or whatever like just get on a call and talk to somebody and oh, put it on the internet yes. like it really it building a consistent habit is so much more important than having the right gear or setup. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are... ask like with the fancy camera setup I have and lighting and all that, they're, they're just like, okay, so I need to get this, this, and this to be, to go, to get started. And I'm like, no, no, I started my crap with a single small webcam and then slowly but surely upgraded over time. And, and mm-hmm. as long as you start, that's what matters. Yep. Plus one. Seriously, just start. Like, if, if you're watching this, just get started. You will figure it out as you go along. Um, we're probably the rookies in the room, and we're we're still figuring things out. We're still trying things. I think that's that's the biggest key is to keep going. I, I always remind people that, like, stuff like this is a process, not a project, right? Like, you don't finish. You, you just get one out there, and you look at it and decide what you could have done better and change it a little bit next time. And it always feels like it's basically the same show, but if you compare you know, a show from today to a show from a year ago, the, the enormous difference in quality and, and your own confidence and all those things. It's just this, this very big, like stacking motion of, of little wins. 100%. 100%. 
Um, thumbnail creation. So we all love, you know, YouTube covers. They have to catch our eye to like watch something these days, right? What are you all using? <laughs> it's always going to show James. <laughs> <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> so I, I talked about our process a little bit. When when you drop in, we ask for your, your Twitter account. It scrapes, scrapes, that's probably a terrible word. It actually calls the API and grabs your image and drops it into a Cloudinary overlay. And then we have to update that with a title. And then a cron job takes off and actually calls out to, I think it's a cron job, uh, takes off and, and calls out to Cloudinary to make the photo. I found that if you... <laughs> If you use the normal Cloudinary where it's a bunch of overlay gobbly gook in it, not good. So we actually uh, pull that image down and actually push it back up as a full image, not the crazy string of overlay stuff. So that's how we're using it. I'm kind of curious if there's a lot shorter methods because it's painful. <laughs> I would say the shortest method is just don't do it at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> like... Um, we're, we're pretty scrappy, me and Anthony, I have to admit. Um, we've experimented a few times with, like, what about uploading custom images? And the bigger thing was, like, we started trying to make them, and then it was like, we're going to have to update all of our backlog. And I was like, I don't have the time to do that. So, like, four or five random ones have these really cool images, and then we just kind of carried on because we got busy. So maybe we need to invest some time in some automation. <laughs> I like the answer, though. Uh, so mine, mine is fully automated, um, where when I put something into sanity, you load in the, the guest image and their name and everything. And then you load in the, the details. This is, this is what I have my admin, uh, taken care of. And then if you hit a, a URL, so like on my site, you go to learn with Jason.dev slash let's learn react. And then if you go to let's learn react slash poster, it, uh, generates an image and that's actually done through Cloudinary. Uh, but then I use Netlify's redirects to proxy it so that it's um, like it, you're loading poster.jpg, but like it's a serverless function that builds the, the, the Cloudinary URL. And then it gets, actually, you know what? It's not proxied. It's, uh, it's loaded from Cloudinary and then delivered to the browser as, a, uh, as an image. So that if you hit download, it actually downloads. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and I did that for a few things like there's starting soon, there's poster, there's schedule so that I have a few different layouts of images that I use, depending on whether you're looking at the, um, the, like the episode scheduled or the recorded episode, or if you're going to post it on Twitter or something. Um, and what I've been able to do with all of that is now my layouts are automated to have an open graph, like poster, uh, trait. And I just get to drop the slug in. So it's like learnwithjason.dev slash slug slash poster. And I know that it's going to work on Twitter or wherever it goes. Nice. So that that was, and that's all on, uh, for anybody who wants to automate this, like you can do it through open, it's all open source. You can just pull the source of learnwithjason.dev. That's how yeah. you're getting this uh, feed right now. It's all from Jason. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Michael Jolly gave a good shout out to Kirk Kimple about a walkthrough. And I will see if I can find the link to that to edit to Twitch in the show notes. I yeah, um, same as same as Jason. Ours is uh, codingcatdev on GitHub slash codingcat.dev for the site. Um, you can look at all of our automations and how we use it with Cloudinary and all that stuff too. So feel free to check it out. Um, I'm kind of curious, James, like you create a lot of videos on YouTube. What do you do your covers with? I feel like it's a new one every day. 
You can't possibly do that. Oh my gosh. From scratch every day, do you? Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny. It, that sounds positive. And every time I do one, I'm like, I should be better at this. But um, <laughs> I just like, I keep a bunch in Figma. So I keep my previous ones and especially keep the ones that I'm happy with. And then just copy and paste it and change it. I've started to save them in like different columns. So like different types of covers and I'll go and pick the type of cover that I want and change text and background image and stuff. And I do like the cheesy, take a selfie thing, upload it to canvas, remove the background, add the like colored outline around myself. Um, some of the videos I like take a picture like this morning, I took a picture of myself. So you'd have like this view and then I'll blur that image. Also get a copy of myself without the background put the blurred image on put myself on top of myself um yeah and and so then i'll be in focus with the like outline and then the background will be blurry but anyway so i just have it's all in figma um then i use canvas to remove backgrounds and do the outline stuff and i just pick one that seems like a good fit update the basic info and go from there and then for podcast stuff, um, I've done like every bit of the spectrum that we've talked about. So when I was doing my learning quick streams, I had automation where people filled out a form, went to Airtable, had a button in Airtable that would kick off a JavaScript function that would call an API endpoint. That was the Netlify um, that would do all the stuff that we talked about to generate a Cloudinary URL. And then it would actually like also copy that image over to Sanity because I needed some stuff there too. So it's kind of all over the place. And uh, and then we don't, uh, to uh, Christopher's point, we don't have that for the Compressed FM podcast now. So we just do our live streams with a guest on Fridays. We haven't been doing promo images, which we should get back to, and I'll probably go back and automate that. But for now, like our, I think our image just in the podcast thing is just like Compressed FM with a number. So it's not, yeah. not super special. Yeah. The first season we did a template in Figma. And so I mm-hmm. would just go in and paste the images and change the name and update yeah. all that. But then now this year we've got this nice automated process. It's much easier mm-hmm. unless we have a stream like this one and it only works for one person. So we yeah. get the first person that goes through. So we do have to customize the multiple people yeah. images. I have, I have a fix for that, but later. Nice. <laughs> Um, I, I like Jason's comment about, can you tell we're a room full of devs and hundred um, <laughs> percent. I have talked to Brittany often about, is this actually saving us time in, in like the long run? I've spent so many hours like coding so much stuff, but at the end of it, I'm always like, that's what I love to do. So who cares? Like that's, that's kind of the, the gist of having a, a dev podcast too, like trying things and feeling it out and working through it. So uh, I think Sneaky Sloth, you had you had asked that question. I think that's why a lot of us do this is because we love doing it. But if you're if you're gonna start a podcast and think you're gonna be a millionaire by like the end of the year, don't start. <laughs> or or like make sure you adjust kind of what you want to accomplish out of it, and then go from there. So I've said that about anything. Do it for the right reasons and motivations. Like do it for yourself. Don't do it to get something out of it in the end, like just create content, do what you love, build things, ship things, and good things will come to you from that. Well, yeah, you like never know Brittany who might, I, sorry, go ahead, Cassie. You, you never know who might benefit from your voice differently from someone else's because there have been times where I've read about one subject seven times, but then until someone actually explains it the way they understand it, suddenly it clicks. And so it's, it's always good to hear more voices about different subjects because you never know who you might be helping to. That's a great one. So, so yes, I'm, that, 
it's that barrier to entry to creating that content. We all talked about it earlier, right? About like, just go find a way to do it. Right. So I use uh, Canva for our covers and I just have a template that I use for that. And I'd simply just grab the, the um, Twitter image from our guests and throw it in there and then change the title and save that file and, and use it. It works really well for just a quick kind of get something up there and then just get to creating the content. Uh, one tip I do want to lay out here is that we used to put episode numbers on those cover arts and we'd start having guests that had to reschedule. And so now episode 32 was now episode 34 or vice versa. So I dumped the episode number um, and uh, it's just the title. So yeah, we we got pretty bogged down in that at one point, and I I learned that you don't put a number on something you scheduled, because it's just oh I got to reschedule, and then your numbers are all off, and I'm like oh my gosh this is the worst. So, uh, you will see on our schedule page like guest and title, you won't see a number until it's mm -hmm. finalized. <laughs> and I realized we glossed over you, Shorty, earlier that you do the video cast, and we didn't talk about how you push those out. You use Streamyard, but what do you push out to? So we live stream it from StreamYard to YouTube. And okay, so YouTube. it's live on YouTube and then YouTube handles capturing the, the video on demand for later. So I don't even have to do anything in terms of uploading it later. Um, and then it used to use uh, Anchor for doing audio, but then I'd have to capture the audio and export it out. The StreamYard now I think has an option to separate the audio and video and you can actually grab the audio. I don't want to sell that here because then I'm probably going to have to do that for Eric because everybody's like, we want to hear the audio. But I'm like, we always show stuff. So, so um, but yeah. Fun fact, Shorty, um, with the new video upload, you can actually just take your video and download it and upload it to Anchor. So it's super easy. But I was wondering video, how you did that because yeah. I know we do that. <laughs> yeah. And that I think way. StreamYard allows you to separate the audio too. So you can download just the audio tracks and do the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. That's what we were doing for a long time. And I kind of gave up because it's like, man, it's one more step. So this, this kind of ties in really well to the next question. And yeah. <laughs> I might only be hearing this from Jason, but like uh, who edits your videos and like audio and stuff like that. Uh, hmm. I'm kind of curious who has hired someone. It sounds like Jason, you have an admin doing things. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, for my sins, I got made into a VP about a year and a half ago. And, <laughs> and so I, I have like zero time for anything. So the only way that I'm able to keep learn with Jason going is that I spend exactly the 90 minutes of the episode on the show and everything else is handled by somebody else. So I have, um, an admin who, uh, Aiden, I mentioned who does all of the scheduling, booking, um, managing the website, managing Twitter, I have uh, Chris Enns, who runs Lemon Productions, who edits the... Um, so I, I run OBS. OBS records to Dropbox. Chris downloads the Dropbox videos and edits. So he makes a highlight reel, pulls the the top and tail off of it, um, and then uploads to... Or puts an edited version in Dropbox with the chapter titles. And then Aiden takes all that, puts it up on YouTube, Um and then I also have the the live captioning. So they send a, a live caption file, which gets embedded into the YouTube videos as well. So we need more people. <laughs> I, I mean, it, like, this is something that when I first started, I was doing it all myself. And then as the show matured and it had a very predictable format, it was something that I could outsource. And so I, I landed my first sponsor to cover captioning. 
and then realized that there were other pieces I could do. So I added another sponsor to cover the the admin work and you know, the, 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 basically as I've been able to get more sponsors, that's unlocked more help. And now the show effectively runs as a, it is a tiny business on its own. I, I'm curious. I saw a lot of hands go up, James. Uh, I think I saw yours. Yes. Um, so I still do almost all of my editing for YouTube. I've worked with, um, a really talented editor off and on. Um, and I've kind of wondered about getting him like on a retainer on a monthly basis, but for the podcast, uh, we have an intern. So it's actually someone that um, a family friend of Amy's and she is in college and has to have an internship for 30 hours a week. And so she is an intern for the podcast and she does uh, editing of the audio. She will do social clips that we can share on Twitter or wherever and other kind of admin related work too. Um, so that's incredibly helpful. I told Amy when we first started, like I would love to do a podcast. I just can't actually help with any logistical admin stuff, unfortunately. And I wanted to be really upfront about that. So she did most of that to start. And then we got um, help from Ashley in the last six months or so. Nice. Kate, you're, you're probably on a different level. You're fully backed by a company, I believe. So what does that look like for you? <laughs> um, uh, we do have um, a sound engineer who edits our audio and video. Um, yeah, he does a great job. I just passed it to him. Um, I did edit the very first episode ever in GarageBand nice. <laughs> hey. uh, myself. Um, took me a really long time, like longer than I would care to admit, uh, to do one episode. Right. So yeah, pretty pretty obvious choice to, to bring in someone who knows what they're doing. That's awesome. <laughs> Cassidy, I, I saw your hand go. Yeah, so that was my initial experience too. And I was like, I will never edit audio again. <laughs> and so uh, on multiple podcasts that I've done, because I've been on a regular on a few where like, for example, on Code Pen Radio, on the Netlify podcast, we had Chris N's Lemon Productions uh, do the editing for that one. For the Stack Overflow podcast, we use a service called Edit Audio they are cool and uh chris is actually friends with them and and uh they edit all of those ones and then um i used to be a co-host of a podcast called cio classified and i've also done more with this other production company it's called caspian studios where they specifically make podcasts for businesses and 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 sponsored podcasts and they've been really helpful as well um for my own like stream i just don't edit it i throw it on youtube if it feels like it'll be relevant and then one last one for clips of streams and videos and, and conferences and stuff. Uh, a friend of mine has this startup uh, called Contenda, where what they do is you can give them a video and it'll use AI to automatically clip segments of videos based on certain topics, which is really great. And so you could say, I want all of the clips where people talk about hobbies and it'll pull out those clips and you can tweet them and stuff, which has been really great. Is that spelled Contenda? I'm trying to look I just dropped it in the like, stream. Like, I could have been a contender. Yeah. I've made that joke a lot, and they don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lily. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> but anyway, the, they do really cool things where, uh, for example, I ran the Devs for Ukraine conference back in April, and they were able to make clips from all of the conference talks at that event and do, like, Twitch or tweet threads about the conference talks with clips and their AI wrote both the tweets and the cut the audio and video for us. So it was very nice. 
shameless plug. Highly recommend them. Awesome. Is James okay? I, I think feel you like broke I, James. Yeah, I'm like mind blown that I've always been super <laughs> skeptical of stuff like this. Like, how good is it? And having two people that obviously I have a lot of respect for say it works well. I am clicking the request the demo button now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear anyone talk about Descript either. Does anyone use Descript? I put it in the chat. Um, I don't use it directly, but we use it for the podcast. Oh, and Did recut, Nikki saying. Mm-hmm. Descript is dope. I If I didn't have help, I would. I actually think Chris might use it as part of his editing flow for Learn with Jason. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Especially like if you want to do promos too, you can do the whole like word piece and then stick it out on Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Searching through text to find something is incredible. Like yes. you record an hour long podcast or something. You're like, remember when we talked about so-and-so and then you just like listen to the whole thing because you can't remember when. <laughs> Being able to search by the text is yes. wild. Yeah. Does it do video too? So if you mm-hmm. recorded your video, you would sync up nice. Something that I was talking to someone about with Descript is, you know how you can, with like their pro account, you can train your voice. And so it'll Mm -hmm. like fill in missed words that you did. There was a person where she trained her voice so much that she wrote a blog post and just had Descript read it for her. And she was able to make an online course based on something that she wrote. And it just did all of the voice for her, which blew my mind. That's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. But could if she I tie could have... get GitHub Copilot and write the actual lesson to you, like... done. <laughs> if I could have done. captioning trained that spelt is not felt, like every time <laughs> I do one, it comes out as felt. <laughs> just, I got a message from a sponsor, Buddy Base, that I worked with before, and mm. he was like, "I was watching your video, and on the um, the automated." Uh, subtitles that YouTube gives, like Buddy Base is B U D I B A S E, and in the automated ones, it's B U D D Y, like Buddy. Um, um, so there's all different variations of that. And he was like, uh, mm. "Can you fix this?" And I was like, "Yes, absolutely." Um, that... Also, going the other way. Sorry, Jason. Um, Cassidy from my dream is going from recording a video to translating that to audio, or excuse me, trans transcripting the audio to then write a blog post because I hate writing. And if I could get, you that might process... really like Contenda. They mm. write blog posts based on videos. That's okay, really sold. cool. Okay. <laughs> I don't yeah, think you amazing. have to sell them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Double Jason? Sold. Yeah, go ahead, Jason. <laughs> I, I was going to just shout out another tool that uh, I just got into a demo for called Big Room, which um, it doesn't even, it's like not a very good, it's a, a confusing website and also a, a hard to find thing because they don't have Twitter or anything. But it's AI-driven uh, vertical video editing, so it it like detects who's speaking and gives you like a a TikTok cut of cool. a, of a landscape video. So it's really nice for like in this particular setting, it would be good because it would detect like that I'm speaking and it would zoom in on me with a, a TikTok crop, and then as each of us speaks, it would kind of bounce around. Wow. It, it looks very cool. It's very early stage, so I don't know if it's like really ready for prime time, but it's. You know, it's kind of a shortcut, which is really nice. I have a feeling the majority of you probably got pinged by Incredible Dad Dev. Um, I was about to mention them, actually. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you guys think? I, I was blown away. They, I asked them if they could replace StreamYard too, and I'd be sold. But it's can you it's give amazing. me the background on what they are? So you write Markdown, and then your Markdown creates different scenes of videos that you can then record. 
And to give you an example, if you look at the Next.js 12.2 release, the entire video they made was made in incredible.dev where they were able to just put in all the text that they wanted and it will put like the code samples next to your face and you can record it. It'll have animations for those code samples, all your bullet points and stuff. So it's, it's like a combination of a video editor and a PowerPoint editor based on Markdown. And then it can make mobile yeah. and uh, like widescreen videos. It's very cool and kind of hard to explain unless you see it. Yeah. That's the wild. only thing is you're limited with customizations. You have to pick mm -hmm. from the templates that they have. Unless they help you out. It sounds like. Currently. So there was, what was the old tool for doing slides? And oh, yeah, they were supposed to or something. Oh, yeah. Well, there was slides.dev, which uh, was called, it had a different name. Um, but then there's also, uh, like, mm-hmm, was an app that came out from oh, yeah. uh, the, the people who created Evernote, I think, and then it split into its own company, maybe. Um, one but they... That one was kind of designed to be like your own version of a like a John Oliver oh or a, a show like that where you kind of place the video over your shoulder and and you can you like have the ability to kind of do a quick desk presentation, which I thought was really cool. Um, All Turtles, that was the name of the company. That's right. So imagine that, mm -hmm, but Markdown based, and that's a oh, lot of what okay. Incredible does. Yeah, but I think that like on top of that, not. Not just, but I, I believe that you can even take those videos and start to do like snippets within them. So if you're marked down, you want to edit, the video will get produced and then you can cut the videos and you could create a total slideshow out of it for like presenting at a conference. But then you could also record all the video parts too as you're going and you can produce that for a like a virtual conference too and just give it to them. It's it's pretty bananas it's fantastic uh, tech that they're using um i i kind of got nerdy with them and asked them all about the aws underpinnings and, and things like that are they transcoding the videos and things so it's it's unbelievable and they've been back and forth with me quite a bit i was pretty excited about it um being able to hopefully replace like so many tools that we're using it's it's i don't know i i'm excited for them honestly so it's very early on in their like funding journey and things like that, but I think they're going to grow like crazy. Yeah, it seems like there's a, a big space right now for this type of creator-focused tools. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it sort of feels like there's a little bit of a vanguard right now, like you know, folks like us who are creating, but especially as more companies are just making the choice not to go back into offices. We see a lot of like, loom usage inside of netlify and like people doing internal presentations and and things that like a little bit more video production just helps a lot so i i think mm -hmm. i i think this is kind of just the tip of the iceberg for the innovation we're going to see in this space content creation is just becoming so much more popular right like it's i mean the kids are growing up with that being something that they look up to right and then yeah at this point, like this is career opportunities and side income or maybe full-time income. Um, so it's like, it's a legitimate business as well as just like entertainment for people that are watching and consuming. So you see, I, did I you see James flex just now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> full-time. So, income. Yeah. As if it's like, it's not replacing a salary yet, but there's, there's <laughs> money there. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, uh, I started a transition here. What, what was our next? Uh... I was going to say, I do want to get to the last part. Yeah. Well, the chapters part and that ask about me. that. So I, I think we're going to skip the video tools since this is more podcasting, like audio. Maybe we'll we skip like the video. Out. So we, we've used uh, ScreenFlow primarily for recording like our lessons and courses, which I promise someday I'll actually get some more of these out. Um, Adobe Premiere uh, has always been up there. DaVinci Resolve. I have a I vision, use, so that's cool. I use OBS to record my video tutorials. Oh, nice. And okay. DaVinci Resolve to edit. Cool. But yes, we are desperate to uh, ask the chapters question. So um, doing chapters is probably our biggest pain point right now. And I'm kind of curious if Contenda or one of these other ones would do some sort of like chaptering or if that still needs a human touch for, for y'all. I for feel example, like that's a great tool for Descript. Do they actually produce any chapters or it's... I don't think they produce. I'm, I mean, like you could see timestamps on where certain topics come up and, right. and go from there. That would be cool. I... If you could take those timestamps and just use those into YouTube. YouTube just, I don't know if we just don't have enough views, which we probably don't, but they claim that they'll do auto chapters and it never happens. So I don't know what's up with that. I've, I've seen, I mean, I think it's, yeah, that's based on, I think they prioritize by volume. Um, I haven't found a good way to, to do it without a human. So I just have, you know, like I said, I, I have somebody who's on the payroll to do it. I've paid, I've paid for that myself on when I was doing my learning quick streams, Mac and, uh, the learn, build, teach discord would do them. Shout out, um, Mac. yeah. So it was cool to have, like, to be able to support somebody in the discord that mm -hmm. is very active. Um, so it was cool. And then the other thing I did, like, uh, this is a video specific thing, but recording, I use ScreenFlow. And as I'm going through mm -hmm. and editing, I can tag the timestamps. So I leave a little mm -hmm. tick. Um, and then I go back through and just go for marker to marker and have to manually write those into YouTube videos. So it's still, still annoying, but that's how I get it done. Well, and I mean, we didn't talk about this really, but uh, if you're using a single platform to stream like Twitch, you can actually add markers as you go. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think one of the, like, I, I personally have some reasonably strong opinions about not multicasting because you're splitting your audience. Um, which is always challenging, but, uh, yeah, I think there's, there's definitely a lot of like, there are ways to make it less painful if you've got, but then you need somebody who's like a producer on the stream. So somebody who's not necessarily participating, but like watching and tagging as things go, um, which again is just time. Yeah. How, how did you guys go about approaching like people to do chapters? I know like Mac, he was totally willing to do it till I asked him like, this is what I need done. And it was like, oh, that's a lot more than I, I wanted to sign up for. And like, who can you hire like remotely for these things? And where do you go outside of Fiverr maybe? <laughs> I, if you look for people who are, are interested in this stuff in, in Discord, like, you know, you, you, it, you get what you pay for, right? So if you, if you can pay somebody 50, 70 bucks an hour, um, that's pretty much like if they watch your stuff at, at 2x speed, it's pretty, you know, it's like half, half, 45 minutes to do one of my episodes. And so I just pay, I think like a hundred dollars an hour or something to get it done. Um, but they do a great job and I don't have to think about it. And <laughs> like, it just, it's a problem that disappears for me. So to me, that's very worth it. 
but I, I think, you know, if you're trying to get it done for 20 bucks an hour, I'm sure you can find somebody to do it. Like Fiverr is always a place where you can go, but you know, the, the more you're willing to invest in the people that are, are part of your stream, the, the higher quality, the more loyalty, the more consistency and predictability you get. So I think it's definitely worth putting that money in. I think speaking, sorry, go ahead. Just discord's a good option. I think like, again, if you see people that are active that you already have some level of trust for, I think that goes a long way. Yeah, That's why y'all are here. <laughs> I would love Just... to keep chatting, but I have to go record a podcast. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> <laughs> Before you go, tell us all the tools that you're using to do that. <laughs> Just click Riverside. Riverside. That's it. Nice. Easy. Well, thank you, Cassie. Really all right. Bye. See Cassidy. Bye. Yeah, I'm gonna Thanks. hop off too. I'll I, just give to my quick same. pick before I, I jump. Though there's a absolutely a, someone who's doing a newer kind of uh, like teach person thing show, very similar to you know like what Jason does. So he's inspired a lot of people to create similar type shows. Um, teach Gen Tech, and mm. she's like really quite a beginner in terms of like her JavaScript journey. And I've actually just had Mish go on to talk about quick, which I thought was pretty fun. So yeah, I think that's that's really cool because it's uh, just another another person out there creating content that a lot of people can benefit from and just like hang out and engage with also. Nice. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for putting um, this together, Alex. It's super fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Our Brady Bunch vibe is broken now. <laughs> I know, right? It gets all kind of wonky too. Are we supposed to scroll through these pictures that are in the notion? Because I, I about so. died during a very serious point. I don't think we can do that. I don't think I can. Where I, am I just missing it? Where are the pictures and in the notion? Do I have yeah, to refresh I, it or something? We were. Yeah, I, I think none of us took this assignment very seriously. Is is really how this ended up? Now I see them. The picture of like the hamster with the person's face is like the worst thing that happened on my trip to Portland. It's a hamster with Steve Buscemi eyes. It's very important information. It's so creepy. I don't know. I do like the Portland picture though. So the the Portland. (laughs) Keep that for. Yeah, just uh, good solid trolling. Um, Cassidy's not to be trusted. Is is what you. You don't, you know, going up against Cassidy in a meme battle is bringing a knife to a gunfight. Is what you learn over time. I've learned that I really hate the stream stickers thing. It keeps jumping in. So I'm <laughs> going to remove that immediately. Um, the last question we have, and Jason, did you say you had to go to? I, I do need to go. Okay. So uh, Thank thanks, you. y'all. I appreciate you. Really appreciate it. Thank okay. you. See you, Jason. The last I question I have, and, and I don't, I think, Kate, uh, this probably won't apply to you, unfortunately, because Log Rocket again, but um, we're very curious about how to approach sponsors and uh, pull in sponsorships. Um, do you, did you do that at a certain like level when you hit like a million subscribers or like what what did that whole process look for like for y'all? Does anybody have a million subscribers? <laughs> I thought James <laughs> had a million. I, I invited Fireship. Where is he? I don't know. He's awesome. Um. So I know Amy does a lot of your reach out, right, James? Uh, I've actually done more of the sponsorship stuff just because I've got more um, more contacts probably relevant to sponsor. And I've got more of a background in doing that with YouTube also. Um, I mean, I think the, the short part is like ask. Like most people are 
afraid to ask. And that doesn't that yeah, that doesn't mean you're gonna get a bunch of money for no reason. Um, I think the thing that's helped us, like her her design and business perspective, like she's put together these really fancy like um it's exported as a PDF, but like a PDF one pager of like or not one pager, multi pager of here's what we do, here's why we do it, here's the audience, that sort of stuff. Like being able to communicate that stuff is really really nice. I mean, a lot of it does come down to uh numbers of like listens and audience members and stuff i feel like that actually is not our strong suit with the podcast specifically um i think we've had several of our sponsors somewhat out of interest of just supporting the stuff that we're doing and i think that comes from having earned people slash companies trust in the years that we've been creating content and they believe in what we do and think that we'll provide value so i think we've like I would say, like oh, you have to have the numbers to get the money. Some of that's not quite true because I, I feel like we've gotten really fortunate with just having people that want to support, which is really nice. Um, Didn't you go into the podcast with sponsors? Like you started it with sponsors? Yeah, we had yeah we had founding um, founding sponsors. So we had like yeah. you think about from a business perspective, like we could sell that as like you get this rate for however long, and you'll be listed as a founding sponsor, et cetera. Um, nice. Being able to detail exactly like what people get out of it we actually built like a, a mini dashboard for sponsors to go and see their stats inside of the compressed fm website which sounds really cool and it actually is really cool but no one uses it so <laughs> it's like a cool piece of tech that we have um, i was gonna ask you how you put all that together because i'm like people always mm-hmm. want to know how well their their sponsorship yeah. did and i'm like Phew, let me go collect all the data right. for you. <laughs> yeah um yeah so in theory it's like it's a great feature the self-serve like go and see how it did and it we just like it's Next.js. It integrates with the Simplecast API, and then it translates that stuff over to or merges that with stuff that's stored in Sanity on our own end, and then gives it in the dashboard. My so my problem Simplecast. is like I have to go to like mm-hmm. the YouTube API, the Twitch API. That's the, what yeah. I was gonna say. How do you yeah. aggregate all of the data together? Yeah. Like yeah. that's the hard part. Yeah. So we uh, we haven't done any updates for because we take sponsors for our live episode that's on Twitch. But we don't have we don't have metrics on that, so we're not pulling stuff from um, mm. from Twitch for that. We're still just doing the a podcast episode. But again, no one's come back and actually used it. So yeah. I was going to say too on that multi-stream point that we were making earlier that we did that too. Like we went YouTube and Twitch for a while, and I feel like YouTube is more for video on demand content, like that's either pre-recorded or if you do a live stream and it sits there, but Twitch is more about the community and the live show and like chatting with your followers and having like that interaction. And once you put that back on YouTube, sometimes it doesn't get the same interaction Mm -hmm. because it's just, it's, it's not the same. Yeah. It's, it's kind of something that we shifted into because of that, like just building up a community. Like we, we have more people on YouTube and they would totally watch this more often, um, you know, throughout the course of it. But having this interaction is just unbelievable. I think mm-hmm. so it's, it's fantastic. Uh, Schwarty, do you, do you do any sponsorships? I don't, I don't, you know, I, I need to hire somebody, <laughs> some resources because what you've learned just... in this is hire. Yeah, I mean, I, I just get to it and I'm like, okay, I got a plan and I've made several plans over the six years that I've been doing it. Um, but then I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to throw that kind of time at it. And, yeah. you know, because I mean, it's not just about getting the sponsorships. It's, you know, caretaking for those. It's managing that transaction. It's all the stuff that goes into it, as everybody knows, right? Yeah. And so I just kind of keep opting out of that because that's not where I want to throw my time, right? 
Um, but yeah, I think I'm just at a point where I need to get some other people hired, come in to kind of take that stuff. Um, yeah. I would, I would say just, uh, to kind of, I don't know, dive into the compressed and why they had sponsors too. Um, Zeal supported Amy cause she works at Zeal. Um, you know, when I worked at Builder, Builder supported our podcast. Um, I've been, I've been nudging Brittany to, to bother <laughs> Netlify. So we'll see what happens. Um, no and, pressure. And no like, pressure at all. I, I think the biggest thing to, to take out of that though, if you're just getting started, might be a good option for you to say, Hey, can you, can you sponsor? Like I'll make you a heck of a deal, but like any dollars would be helpful. Um, just to, just to get started. Like, so don't be afraid of that. If they say no, they say no. Well, just to offset some of the cost of these tools we've yep. been talking about. Yep. It's just like they cost money. Yeah, that's I, I think would, that's an easier pitch is to say like I need the money to go towards this, this, and this. Jason has the exact thing of like saying for captioning. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say like the tools me and Anthony use are Zencaster and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um I run my own startup every day, so I'm already very time-strapped. Um, Anthony is working his normal job in tech and editing the episodes. And I think that the biggest thing for us is that we want to start doing more. We want to expand the podcast. What we've done organically, we really believe um, We really believe in and we're really proud of what we've done. Um, but it's taking it to the next stage. And I think... I think that's truly one of the hardest things as a as a host uh, to combat over is how do you take it to the next stage? Because you look at your friends around you, uh, just like today, and everyone's like, "We're using these twenty tools. Uh, <laughs> don't don't you use all these?" And we're just like, "I'm just amazed that all of these tools even exist uh, without even thinking about the cost, the time." Uh, mm-hmm. By the end of the day, all all of these tools bring up that worth of the podcast. But you have to start somewhere. And I really, um, I think a lot of like what me and Anthony started and we started as uh, two people who didn't really, uh, we weren't really friends before. And um, we just came together on tech we liked and it's expanded from there. So I would say like all of these tools, everything we've spoken about is so, so amazing. But it's like, it's like you when you get to a senior de- role as a developer, it's not about coding anymore. It's about managing like time. 10x podcasting. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. This is called um, Podcasters Unite, where it's like the spectrum of podcasters from like hobbyists to like, this is my like almost full time job, but I just do it as a side hobby. That's, it's that's amazing cool. for like if you go into any realm of content and get more and more into it like you have to then become more knowledgeable about so many different things like to do a podcast you at least have to to do it on your own you have to find a tool to at least get started even if it's free and it's just one tool but you have to find a tool and then you have to at least do like a basic amount of editing and then you start doing all the things that we just talked about and scale and it's it's like it's design it's marketing it's editing it's all the things and it's true for any piece of content or any segment of content that you want to take seriously and it gets like honestly continually overwhelming but it's also like a really cool thing to be able to take ownership of i guess if like whether it's just you or you and a, another person cool 
I, I know everybody has to leave. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for jumping on and uh, feel free to reach out if you guys ever have questions. Um, you know, we're, we're on Learn, Build, Teach Discord. So hit us there too if you ever need anything. But with that said, um, we're going to skip perfect picks today because I think there's just so many that it, it was difficult for us all to do. So, um, Britt, did you have anything to add before we take off? Uh, I was going to say something. Oh, and if anyone has anything they want to talk about, like we do perfect dev, we do code with coding cat, come on and show off your stuff. And yes, I had the idea. We do learn, build, teach on Fridays. We do like a wrap up of the week and that's been a fun little Twitter space and yeah. Come join us there in the discord. Oh, when is that? I need to join that. To Yeah, it'll be on Twitter. We've done one so far, but want to do it more, but it'll be 2 PM central on Friday afternoon. Nice. Okay. Three o'clock. Got it. Cool. Yep. Well, thanks again. Uh, we'll see y'all Thank later. you, everyone. Thank you. See you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.